Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word. Scripture says that the entrance of the word brings a light. And we thank you because we know that every time we gather around your word, there's always illumination. Revelation knowledge flows freely, unhindered, uninterrupted by any satanic influence, forces, or activity. And one thing I ask, oh God, this morning, let today be a day of answers. Jesus says, the word which I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And every time your word comes forth, it's always with a light bulb moment. Where the answers in the hearts of many people would be illuminated. And therefore, they would get into the fullness of all that you've called them to be. In Jesus' mighty name. And the church says a louder, Amen. We started a teaching series in the past three weeks now on the subject of hearing the voice of God. And this morning, I'm just going to continue that series. I want to say this to us before I get into it. I think I said this at, a, at the church, the new Ikeja, last Sunday. The Bible says in the book of Obadiah that upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance and my people would possess their possession. And I explained in the New Ikeja, I said, many times when we hear the word deliverance, what comes to our mind is people falling down or people screaming for a demon spirit to leave them. That's what comes to people's mind when you think about the word, you know, deliverance. But in as much as that's correct, that's not the entirety of what it is where deliverance is concerned. And by the way, I'm not teaching about deliverance. I just want to cite an example this morning. And let me cite an example. So, I said, if someone is going to work, all right, very early in the morning, you're going to, uh, you're having a board meeting with your MD. And your MD has called you and said that by 9 a.m., I need you to be at, uh, let me say, Aja or Victoria Island. Let me say Victoria Island. And you live somewhere at Magodo on the mainland. And it says, by 9 a.m., I need you to be on the island because we have an all-important meeting and we want to meet with a investor. And I need you to come for that meeting because you are the one that's going to present, you have the ideas and everything, so I need you to be there by 9 a.m. Then you woke up very early at 7 o'clock and then you started to drive. You got all the way down to a particular place and while you were driving, a friend of yours called you on the phone at 7 a.m. and says, where are you? And then you say, oh, I'm about approaching, you know, the express. And the friend says, wait, 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 don't pass that place. Turn around quickly and take another route. Then you turn around, you took another route, then you got to your boss's place at 9 a.m. You entered into the office about to set up a presentation, then you said, let me even check Tread. Or let me check, you know, Google Maps to even find out if I had gone the route I went before, I was planning to go, what would have happened? Then you checked and only for you to find out that there was traffic in that place for five hours and there was a standstill. It means that the meeting that was 9 a.m., you then would get there if you took that route for 12 a.m., 12 p.m. That friend of yours that called you, what has that friend done for you? He has delivered you. So deliverance is not only, listen to this, it's not only the falling down under the power. Deliverance is not only Deliverance is seen when the required information that would catapult you to where you need to be, where that required information comes for you, then there is deliverance there. That's why the Bible then says that upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance, which means there would be accurate information required for the people of children of God to possess their possession. Do you get what I said there? So this morning, I have come with information. Glory to God. And we understand that what the word of God does for us is not only information. Because if it's only information, then you can get that in the classroom. There is a difference between information and illumination. 
Let me explain this to you this way. That's why there are three parts and it's called wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. It's one thing to have knowledge about something. It's another thing to have the understanding of that thing. And the word of God comes in those three dimensions. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Which means that what I'm about to teach you today would not only be knowledge to you, but what I'm about to teach you this morning would also be illumination to you so also that you'll be able to apply what you have heard, not only to carry it in your head as knowledge. Because you see, if you get into an example and they say 2 plus 2, you know it's 2, 4 plus 4 is not, and then you get to algebra and you have the equation, you know the equation to use, but you don't know how to solve it. You have knowledge, but you don't have understanding. Yes or no? So you would fail that course because you only have knowledge, you have the idea, idea. But you don't have the prerequisite know-how to make that thing work. So not only do we judge the level of knowledge that we have, we also look at the illumination. And I can tell you, as a pastor for the past five years, I tell you this for a fact, many of us as Christians, what we know about the Bible is knowledge. Which means that you have an idea of all that you know, is, is being said. But when it comes to the application of it, that's where we fall short sometimes. And many times the things we've heard are something like gibberish. So when we say pray in the spirit, what does it mean to pray in the spirit? Sometimes we don't know. When we talk about the voice of God, what does it mean to, to hear the voice of God? Listen, the Bible says that um, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It says he that comes to God must believe that he is and there's a rudder of them that diligently seek him. So it means that without faith, you can't please God. Then the Bible goes further to say that the just shall live by faith. So it means that the only way we live as Christians is by faith. Now therefore, faith by itself is not exclusive. The purpose of faith, or let me put it this way, the actualization of faith cannot happen without obedience. Yes or no? When you say that you have faith and you saw the result of your faith, it meant that you obeyed a prerequisite knowledge that some, or something that God has told you and you obeyed it then that produced faith and you saw the result of your faith. Now guess what? No matter how much faith you have and you don't have the instructions that will lead to the obedience, you can't bet faith. So it is instructions that bet faith. Are you getting what I'm saying? And for you to say that you obeyed God, the Bible calls about Abraham, Abraham obeyed God. For him to obey God, it means that he had instructions. So this is to tell you that the voice of God is a prerequisite in the journey of the man's life. Because you see, if you are not hearing the voice of God, there's nothing to obey. And if there's nothing to obey, there's no visible progress in your life. Are you following what I'm saying this morning? So if you want to see the hand of God in your life, you want to see you move from one level to another, from glory to glory, glory to glory, glory to glory, glory to glory. Then there has to be knowledge, there has to be instructions, and there has to be you following those instructions closely. And if instructions is taken away from the line, there is no obedience. And if there is no obedience, there is no result. So this morning, I've started a teaching series for the past three weeks, and you can go on YouTube if this is your first time hearing this. And I tell you, this would blow your mind when I begin to teach it because it's going to be so practical. And I know that there are many people who have questions about this voice of God. What is the voice of God? I always say this as a church. Every year we go through this voice of God matter because many years ago the Lord told me this. If you want to see your, true, your, your people, your members, um, move from one level of progress to another level of progress, they must understand the voice of God tell you the truth. One story I always use. I remember many years, this was four or five years ago, I was going for a meeting with one of my clients and I was told to come in at a particular time and so I went there. As I got into the car about to drive for the meeting, I mean, this, is, this doesn't happen to me every time. I heard the whole, I was wearing a brown-like clothes. So I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, go back inside Change your clothes. Don't wear what you wore. Of course, I don't wake up in the morning looking at the wardrobe and say, Holy Spirit, speak to me now. What am I going to wear? That's no. But that particular case, that was happening to me. So 
I was hesitating at first. And so I said, okay, that's fine. Let me just go inside and go, you know, change my clothes. So I went inside, I changed my clothes, and then I went to the meeting. We sat in the meeting with the woman, the very top person, and we're having a conversation. Then somebody passed by her at the back where she was sitting. We were talking, talking. I mean, we, I came for a business. I came to collect a, a contract from her. We were talking, talking. Somebody just passed by her. Then she looked at the person and said, I really don't like when people wear this color of clothes. Every time I see people wear this color of clothes, I think they are frauds. That was the color, shade of color I was wearing. I looked back and I said, eh? So it meant that the moment if she saw me wearing that, she would have shouted, fraud, fraud, fraud. And I was coming to collect the contract. Real life story. Now, if I miss the voice of God, do you know that this is how some of us, we are entering into things and we don't know that that thing has happened. So, let us set you this matter of hearing the voice of God once and for all because I'll say this to you also, as pastors, we have sometimes taught the complication of hearing the voice of God. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. God is not trying to make the voice of God be one mysterious thing that you, you have to become, you see, I've heard so many kinds of teaching about the voice of God. One of the ways to hear the voice of God is to be still. If that's how I'm speaking to my daughter every time, then there's a problem. If I want to talk to my daughter, I say, shh, 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 shh. Right here. And then sometimes we have some nice songs to it. Hallelujah. Yes, God is there. But I tell you, do you know you can be playing basketball and God is speaking to you? There's so much complication about this voice of God matter because you see, the devil also knows that what would give you an advantage in life is that voice. And so I can put in a lot of teachings and misappropriate teachings in the body of Christ that make it so complicated for people. That they miss the voice of God. Let me tell you something. God can speak through a billboard. Do you know that? So I want to break this thing down for us this morning. So that we have understanding. When I was on campus, this was one of my thoughts. And I'm getting to my word now. A lot of thoughts in my mind about the voice of God. I'd always think, because I read many books. I, I read many books. You know, and those books were correct. They had great information and knowledge at the time. But the Bible says very clearly that we know in part. And revelation is progressing. And so I would get to a point where the way God speaks to me and the things that happen in my life, I'll put it vice versa with the books that I've read. And then when I begin to put it vice versa the books that I've read, I begin to doubt truly if it was God that spoke to me in the first place. Because it seems as though this is the only pathway, this is the only pattern through which God speaks. And so as I began to grow in the knowledge of God, as I began to read the word of God, as I began to, began to inquire of the word of God itself, itself by the, by, in the Bible, I started to say, God, show me your word. I want to know how you speak truly. And when I started having that, you know, thing going on with me, when we, were, when we were in school, we did one big concert. We went to three venues in one day, very big concert. And I realized that the idea of that concert that we did, that show we did, had thousands of people there, did not come from me, my prayer time. It was a suggestion of somebody we went to meet. And we're having a conversation. Then the person told us, why don't you do it this way? And in that moment, I saw it. So, when we say the voice of God for people, and I want you to hear what I'm about to say now. What many people hear when we say the voice of God is the vocabulary of God. Which means a speaking communication of God. But is that all about the voice of God? Let me give you an example. My mom and I, I was maybe seven years old, when we were young, we go for a party together, went to visit a friend. We get into that friend's house, my mom's friend, and we sat down. We're coming from home and we ate. Then we sat down. 
Then my mom now says, the friend now comes and brings my mom's friend. I says, ah, Junior, how are you? Da, 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 da. And she says, ah, are you going to eat? Chicken, salad, everything. When we're grown up, what do you do first? You do what? Has your mom ever said anything to you? Would you say, don't eat? If she does like this, you know it's trouble. She just smiles. Yes or no? Or she just you know it's trouble. So it means that with our heavenly parent, there's verbal and non-verbal communication. I'm going to teach you some deep things this morning. Because sometimes we have attributed the voice of God as only hearing something. First Samuel, the book of First Samuel. There was a guy called Eli and another guy called Samuel. Please don't miss this teaching. I'm doing this teaching for as long as God says I can stop. Because I see the rain in your life. I see an overflow that would only come by your instructions and being able to walk into those instructions. A guy called Samuel and Eli, God spoke to Samuel and Samuel couldn't recognize the voice. He couldn't discern the voice of God. And so Samuel then runs to Eli and says to Eli, you know, you called me. Eli says, no, I didn't call you. He says, you called me three times. I don't get this time, the second time. He says, when you hear that voice again, say this and, and say that, and then go begin to speak. So you see that side of, all right, um, God speaking verbally. But have you also observed that in the scriptures, there are ways God speaks that is not necessarily verbal. And I'm going to show it to you today. So that your heart can come either. So that you pay attention to the signals of God. Signals of God. Are you ready for the word? Let's get into it now. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5. 1 John 1 and verse 5. 1 John 1 and verse 5. Before we push, read, just keep it there for me. I want you to write this down as a premise of this teaching. The concept of the voice of God is not limited to the speaking of God. But represents the way it communicates. When we talk about the voice of God, the concept of the holistic hearing of the voice of God doesn't necessarily, necessarily speak about the speakings of God. But it's also about how he communicates. Because there's a way God communicates himself. So it's not, it's not bothered around how he speaks alone. So let's go into 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5. It says, this is the message which we've heard from him and declare to you that God is what? Oh, church, let me hear you. God is what? The louder you speak up, the better I can preach. Do you want to help me this morning preach better? God is what? And in him there is no darkness. So the Bible says that God is light. First, um, John chapter 1 and verse 5. Let's start from verse 4. John chapter 1 and verse 4. John chapter 1 and verse 4. It says, in him was life and the life was the light of men. Glory to God. Let's look at another scripture. John chapter 16 and verse 14. I'm going somewhere with this. John chapter 16 and verse 14. It says, It will declare, it will glorify me, for it will take of me of what is mine and declare it to you. Next verse. Speaking of the Holy Spirit here, Jesus speaking. Next verse, verse 15. It says, All things that the Father are mine, therefore I said that it will take of mine and declare it to you. So let me pause there a bit and I want you to follow me here. When we talk about the voice of God, we are not only talking about the speakings of God. 
which means the audible voice or the vocals of God. We are actually also talking about the signals of God apart from what God says to you. Listen, there are many ways to communicate even with your phone. Many ways. If I want to call you to hear your voice, I will dial your number and I will send you the call. I'll press in the, the, the green thing. Is it green? Okay, that's 30%. Is it green? You? Okay, green. And I sent it in. From where I'm staying and I'm calling Pastor Obi, she's going to be able to pick the call because she's gotten a signal, a wave has been transferred to her for her to pick my call. That's for calling. But there is also iMessage. It means I don't necessarily have to call her. I can also send her text messages. Yes or no? Now, if you say that the only way that I can communicate to Pastor Obi is through phone calls, it means that naturally I have limited the way I can communicate to her. Because there is phone call, there is text messages, there is emails, there is WhatsApp messages, there is what else? There is threads. And so if there are varieties of ways in which naturally we know that we must be able to use to communicate to people freely, then how much more God would then choose only one medium through which he can speak to you? So if you don't hear that medium, you know, you know we are done. If you don't hear that medium, you know you are, we are done. If you read the, the book of... Uh, 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 of Romans and Ephesians. In fact, in the book of, let me even quote the book of Acts. I think it's Acts 21. Apostle Paul, and this is very important because I'm going to, I want to enter into some deep, very deep things this morning. And I want to change your mental theology about how God speaks. Because I've sat down and I've thought about that thing very quick. See, let me tell you something. If you are a career professional or a business owner, when it comes to critical decisions, listen to what I'm about to say to you now. When it comes to critical decisions about your business or your career, I have noticed many times that the way God even highlights certain things in you or with you to take it to another level is not necessarily that you heard something, an audible voice, or even a still small voice. Sometimes from the revelation, let me put it this way, from the information available, God then begins to infer to you from that information available. The moment you miss that information available, you can't get into that thing that is going on there. Let me give a practical example. You know in your office that there's a presentation going on and that, that client is in the US and that client can call at any time and you are the one that's supposed to do that presentation for your boss. Because you have an idea of the workings of that client, and you know that that client is sporadic. The client can just wake up and say, I want a presentation tomorrow morning or right now by 4 p.m. COB. Because you have that relevant information. Somewhere in your inside, you know that if I go home, it is very likely that this person will call for the meeting when I'm on my way inside Gokada. Or inside my car driving and I can't have that meeting. So you know, with that relevant information there, something on your inside, when you want to go into the car to start going home, something on your inside says, why not stay for one hour and just sit in the office for one hour based on the, the, what, the information that you have. Christians have neglected those simple things because it doesn't sound like the voice of many watchers. Because it doesn't sound like the thunders and the lightnings. We think that that's not the voice of God. So I want to help you recognize the voice of God. I'm sure this has happened to anybody who lives in Lagos. You were driving somewhere before and your mind was telling you, something was telling you, don't go that route. And because you have been passing that place, you know that, uh-uh, now my creed be this, my hood. You went all the way because of that information that you had about how that road is always going to be good. You got there to realize that you are three hours traffic. But something in your inside was telling you, for the first time, take another turn. Please, I want to ask you a simple question. Was it the devil that was telling you that thing? But you know why you didn't take it serious? Because you could not dissociate the integration that happens between your spirit, your soul, and your body. That even your soul plays a part in processing what God says to you. 
So when it comes from the realm of your soul as a thought, you don't think it's the voice of God. Because you see, there is three parts that God has given to you, your spirit, your soul, and your body. And as a child of God, you must be responsible for the three. It means that God can use the three. So let me get right into it. How does God speak? Does God speak in English? Because if he speaks in English, it means the people who speak Swahili, they are done for. If God speaks in Japanese, it means those that speak evil, they are gone. It means there cannot be an obedience in their life and they can't progress in life. If God primarily speaks what we call English and all of those things, then it means that we have limited God. What does God speak? The Bible says in him was light and the light was the life of man. God speaks light pop moments. And those light pop moments does not necessarily have to come with a voice. So God speaks light. God speaks illumination. God speaks revelation. Glory to God. 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 Some of the ideas, some of you are business owners, you own a, you own a business. Tech guys, some of you are here. When you started that tech company, how did it come up? An idea. You run a tech company. How was it? Sometimes it just feels good to do. It's the one that works in us both to will and to do. Listen, I have noticed something about Christians. One of the reasons why we shut what is possible in our life is that sometimes we, in the bid of not to miss it, that teaching of if you miss God, don't go forward of God, don't go forward of God. It's like God is like, you'll be going, or you'll be going, or you'll be going. If you go, I, will, I know, don't follow me. Just, you see, that step of don't miss God, I tell people, keep going until you hear stop. Let me show you something. Oh, I need to get into my word. Glory to God. Psalms 23 and verse 1. Psalms 23 and verse 1. Many of us quote that scripture. We know that scripture. But do you know that this scripture, what encompasses this scripture is actually the leading of God. This priority. So when you are reading Psalm 23, you are not just talking about it about the provisions of God. You are not only seeing it about the, the faithfulness of God. You must actually be seeing that. You must be seeing the leadership of the Holy Ghost. In Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my what? Leadership. It says, I shall not want. Next one. Next verse. He makes me lie down in green pastures. And what? Okay. Pastor Ladi, please come. Can I get something to burn Pastor Ladi's eyes? I want to burn his eyes. Cover his eyes. Thank you. Ah. Yes, you can bring. Big scarf for us. Okay. No, no, this is not good. Okay, so close your pastor's eyes. I want to show you something. No, tie it and leave him himself. Somebody say, I hear the voice of God. Listen, I was in your boat before, but I'm off that boat. So I want to get many people off that boat. If you look at, in the body of Christ, many years ago, the Lord told me, this was two years ago, the Lord told me the amount of ideas I've dropped in the heart of Christians that has been wasted because it didn't come from an encounter. Because it didn't come in hours of praying. Because sometimes in the body of Christ, we've also taught people that it's when you are praying, that 12 hours prayer, you should pray. That's in the moment an idea will come. But the Bible says the spirit himself searches. So all the one hour, two hour, three hours of prayers you were doing before, what were you expecting when you were doing it? You don't know 
that sometimes those three hours of prayer, four hours of prayer, when the download fully happens, it's not when you download something in 60 MB or 60 FGM, what's the gig, that downloads a minute, it doesn't take one minute. Sometimes it takes five minutes. It's when the download fully happens, it gets into your heart. So it could be after three days, after five days, you have finished that prayer. Some of the prayers you prayed when you were all the way in that former job is what you are hearing now. But because you didn't pray in the spirits for three hours, you just think God cannot speak to me that way. I have to enter into a wilderness. And you should, there will be seasons like that. But I, 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 God has called us as a church to raise men and women who are spiritually robust but also mentally sound. It's not that your spirit is very heavy then your soul is like Washoko is dead. I say this all the time. If God gives two people a vision, the same word, the same assignment, the same vision, you would only interpret it to the degree of your mental capacity. I tell you the truth. This is Pastor Ladi here, like Ninja Turtle. So I say, if he lead me beside the steel watchers, it restores my soul. Watch this. Media, I want to come down, please. Thank you. So I say, Pastor Ladi, PL, come and meet me where I am. Don't laugh. Don't. Watch this. PL, come meet me where, where I am. Watch this. Take this off, Pio. Take this off. Thank you. Please go back there. I want to show you something. We're talking about the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Pio, come and meet me where I am. Which is faster? It means the work of the Holy Ghost is for him to be inside of you to make it faster. As the leader, as the leader, so that the veils are removed and you can have accuracy. Because one of the things about the voice of God, you must understand this as believers, is that it also comes with timing. So you see, I'll come and meet me and it's taking five days to get there. I'll be worried out. I'll leave. By the time it's come, I'm no longer there. But did he come? He came to meet me. But did he meet me there? No. Thank you. Oh, I pray that I'm able to get into my word. I have a few more minutes left. So the Bible says in the book of John chapter 16 and verse 14. Let's go there. John 16, 14. John 16, 14. It says, it would glorify me, for it would take of what is mine and declare to you. Let's look at what is mine there in Psalms 119 verse 130. Psalms 119 and verse 130. It says, the entrance of your word gives light. So, what is mine there means light. So, the Holy Ghost will take the light that I have, which is mine, and give it to you. Now, when we talk about what is mine of Christ, where Jesus is saying, he will take what is mine and give it to you, what is mine there means the earth. Because he owns the earth. So, every time you hear the voice of the Spirit, you're always going to hear the voice of the Spirit, and it's going to always give to you what is yours. Write this down. The voice of God is the advantage of a believer. Luke chapter 4 verse 9. Luke chapter 4 and verse 9. It says, Then he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacles of the, te of the temple. 
Let me skip that part because of time. Let me see. I can wrap this up. All right. Let me quick, let me jump ahead a little bit. The Bible says, "If ye then being evil, know how to give good and perfect gifts to your children. How much more your Father in heaven would give unto you the Holy Spirit." It means that what you say is good in your own sight. God is saying that I'm able to give you something much better than what is good. It means that if you can give your child uh, B.I., what God is saying in other words is that I am able to give you the whole of the island. Are you getting what I'm saying? And so he's saying that there is something superior than what you are able to give your child physically and naturally and that thing that is superior is the Holy Spirit. And so he says that if you walk with the Holy Spirit, you will begin to see that there is nothing impossible with God in your life. John chapter 16 and verse 7. John chapter 16 and verse 7. Glory to God. Because I want to tell you 10 ways, there are more than that, that God can speak to you. So some of you, as I begin to say them, you realize that you heard God's voice, but you didn't know. It says, nevertheless, I tell you truth. It says, it's what to your advantage that I go away. For if I did not go away, the helper would not come. Ah, look at this scripture. It says, it's to your advantage that I go away. That's even a teaching on its own. It means that there are certain things that will not come until certain things go. Let me just touch that a little bit. Let me talk there a little bit. Listen to this. As a business owner or a career professional or student, listen to what I'm about to say. This is prophetic insight to somebody under the sound of my voice. What we call words of knowledge, words of wisdom in a teaching. You are about to make a career decision and you know that you are supposed to move from this level to another level. You've been on that job space for, you know, you've been trying to get away from that level. You've gone to your boss, you know, your line manager, your line manager says, don't worry, this appraiser. You've gone back to the line manager, don't worry, this next appraiser. You've gone back to that, don't worry, and you have been appraised for years, and there's no appraiser to show for it. What the Bible says here that for certain things to come in, certain things must go. So sometimes what the Holy Spirit is saying to you is not that the appraisal has not been done. In the realms of the Spirit, the ticket has already been done, but man has not approved. What I'm trying to say is that there might be certain adjustments that the Holy Spirit is prompting your heart. But because that adjustment is not seen as a promotion, you neglect that adjustment and you think that it's not promotion. And you don't know that for that promotion to come, the adjustment will happen first. In other words, what, the Bible, what God is saying there is that if you want that thing to come, what you might have to do is that certain things you might have to cut off. For example, how you dress to work the Holy Spirit begins to prompt your heart. You need to change how you dress to work. Do you know the Holy Spirit can prompt your heart that I know you are sanguine, but for the next two months, be quiet. Because that might be the two months your boss is looking at you critically to know what kind of decision they should make on your behalf. Your boss is thinking about it critically and saying, if I tell this person the level of information about this organization, this person might use it to against the organization in the future. So let me keep quiet. But you, you are just being a sanguine. But there's a prompting in your heart that I know you are a sanguine, but now I need you to be quiet. So you are praying, God, I want that breakthrough. But God is saying, for this thing to come, certain adjustments must first happen. Some of the adjustments that might happen sometimes is that read wider in your career. You can't be taking the same knowledge you had when you were when you finish school, it's the same knowledge you are using now. Who will promote you like that? Let me tell you a, a, a story. This is about me. Three months ago, the Lord led me in ministry to start studying about something. If you are a Christian here, you know that Many of us like to study about several things, but see all those Jebusites, Amorites, Jebusites, the father of Dan was this, the father of Josh was that, the father of all those things. Nobody really has time to study those things. <clears throat> and two months ago, the Lord started to, I lighted it on my heart to do a study about it, just to read about it. 
In my mind, I was thinking, how does this one convert faith in my life? It was in that process. Let me tell you the truth, something. It was in that process the Lord started to expand my mind about structure. See, God can use small things to show you that for something to be sustained, for there to be longevity, there is a pattern. We can see that for Jesus to come, we knew the geology of Jesus. You can see the structure, the order. But you just believe that order will come by the Spirit of God. But God is saying, I'm prompting your heart for certain things to come. Certain things must first give way. So the Spirit of God says in the scripture, it says, the expedient that I go, and if I do not go, it says the Holy Spirit will come. Look at the next verse. Look at verse 13. Keep it verse 7 for me. It says, the helper would not come, but if I depart, I will send him to you. All right, Pastor Ladi, please come. Pastor Mrs. Please come. Perhaps I'll say already higher. Please come, both of you. Please help me celebrate. All right, stand like this. I want to just show a practical example. Hold this, please. Anybody has an hand glove? Hand glove. Any glove. Hand glove or anything. If you have anything like that, please, I'd like to use one of that as an example as well. Because sometimes the pictorial image is always powerful so that you can get it. Amen. If you have an hand glove, anyone, please, just help me get one. Anybody. You're standing strong, Dominique. Now, wait away from there, sir. The Bible says the Holy Ghost is a helper. I say, no, don't stay beside your wife. Just come forward a little bit. So I look at Jumoke. I said, Jumoke, do you love me? Love me very much. To prove that you love me, close your eyes and go backwards. Just fall. Pastor Lady, go to the back and a bit closer to your wife. So I said, do you love me? I said, to prove that you love me, fall. It's more easier for her. She has more trust. You know why? Because somebody is backing her. I get back in. Oh, you know. Somebody is backing her. That's how the Holy Ghost is with every new creation. The Holy Ghost does not take leave of absence. What you have not known, which is the 10 things I'm going to share with you before I go, is that some of the things that has happened doesn't seem as spiritual as the way the Holy Ghost has been portrayed. So there is no thunder. There is no shaking. The Holy Ghost is not there. Let me tell you something. Real life story. Two months ago, my wife and I, I, I woke up one, in the evening. I said, I want to watch a movie. I want to watch a real life. I just had the prompting of the Spirit to watch a movie. You are shocked. I know it doesn't seem real, but I'm telling you the truth. Then we were watching. I called somebody in the US because I had an Amazon. So I called somebody in the US and said, Please, I want to watch this movie. They said, Oh, I can't use my card. I said, Okay, I have my card. We tried to use my own card. The card did not work. So we did everything. So the person eventually got into, got another card, and made the card work. And so we watched the movie. Then I called my wife, said, I'm not watching. I said, Babe, we are going to watch this movie together. We are going to watch this movie. I'm not watching, and I forced that at gunpoint. I said, I'm going to watch this movie. So we started watching it. The Bible says the spirit quickness. You will not know why you want to do that thing. You will not know why you should go to the mall. But some of us are spiritual. Once is not the temple of the Lord. I don't want to go there. I don't want my I don't want my wife to be stayed. But sometimes the spirit quickens you. Oh, glory to God. The Bible says, the spirit quickened Jesus even to the wilderness. Oh, did you hear that? To the wilderness. It didn't, it didn't quicken him to the holies of holies. It quickened him to the wilderness. It was there Jesus received power. And Jesus returned in the power of the spirit. Then his fame spread abroad. So, 
we sat in that movie and we're watching the movie. As we're watching the movie, the movie was a lesson. You know, there's a way you can be watching something and if you read it in the Bible, you will see it, but when it's showed to you, we're talking to ourselves as the movie was going on. It was as though God was portraying something to you. The next day, I tell you the truth, the next morning I got into the office. As I walked into the office, I got a call. As I got the call, when the person started talking to me on the call, it was exactly what I watched in the, in, the, in, the, in the movie, and I knew exactly how to respond to that thing. Listen, the honest truth is that if I got that call without seeing that movie, I would have entered into that, I would have entered into that den life. God rescued me from that thing. I would have, because of a good heart, I would have just responded back, I, and I would not know that was a trap. Then you find your pastor on Insta blog. Say, waiting PS fine, reach Insta blog. Why did they drag? But a night before, by the prompting of the Spirit, I just want to watch this movie. I just want to watch. Some of you, that, let me tell you something, a powerful lesson you must never forget. When the Lord starts prompting you, you are, res- you see, there's what we call the responsible and the accountable. You must understand the roles. You can't say, God, open up the Red Sea. He has opened up the Red Sea, and then you are not walking. The same God that opens the Red Sea will not drag your leg to walk. So you must understand that there is a responsibility you have to play as well. What am I trying to say? In other words, it says God puts something in your spirit. You know what you're supposed to do. You know the actions you're supposed to take. Then you are waiting for God to push you to do it again. No, it doesn't work that way. Glory to Jesus. As I'm speaking now, if some of you have light bulb moment, it's like, wow, that's exactly what I'm supposed to do now. It's the voice of God. Did you hear? What you call? You didn't hear that? Thank you very much. You have a glove. Watch this. This is the role of the Holy Spirit in our life. Thank you. This is nurse's glove. Okay. You are, you're the one that obeys. This gloves, let's assume it's to carry weight and carry these things, right? Oh, you have good gloves. Okay, thank you. I, I dash you this in the name of the Lord. All right, thank you, sir. It's you that wear it. Thank you. Watch this now as I begin to wrap up. Thank you. This is very good. They are designed to carry. So let's assume these gloves is to carry things. I put these gloves here designed though to carry. I say pick it up now. Pick this poop it up. Gloves! Pick it up. Are you, can't you hear the voice of God? Pick it up, my friend. Will the gloves answer me? Okay. Please come. Wear the gloves. Thank you. So you have to try and carry this thing. It means without the hand, this glove is useless. When the Bible says, by my strength you can do nothing, I will send you a comforter, a helper, Haros Palacletus, who will guide you into all truth. It means that you already have all that it takes. You only need the backing of the hand. Of, are you getting what I'm saying? So, he's the one that leads you into all truth. Isaiah 32 and verse 14. I'll close. Oh no, there's one more. Okay. Is somebody getting blessed here? Isaiah 32 and verse 14. It says, the, Because the places will be forsaken, the Boston city would be deserted, the forts and towers and become layers forever. Give me the amplified. That explains it further, bigger for us. Give me the amplifier. Everybody, please watch this scripture. It says, For the palace shall be shaken, the populous city shall be deserted, the hill and the watchtower 
shall become dense for wild animals endlessly. A joy for wild donkeys. A pasture for flocks. Next verse. It says, until the spirit is poured off from on high and the wilderness become a fruitful field and the fruitful field is valued as a forest. Next verse. Verse 16. It says, then justice will dwell in the wilderness and righteousness, moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relations will abide in the fruitful field. But what would happen before all of these things start to happen? The spirit first must be poured off from an eye. And we know that the spirit is not being poured off anymore. The spirit has already been poured off. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. It says that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Acts chapter 2 and verse all the way to the end. You see that the Holy Ghost fell upon them. And now we all have the Holy Ghost. So the Spirit has been poured upon us. In other words, now that the Spirit has been poured upon us, what is going to happen to us? All our field that was deserted without becoming a fruitful vine. If you are not seeing a fruitful vine, the Spirit is poured off, but there is instructions you are not paying attention to. So write with me the 10 things, and I'm going to go next week into them. Number one, and I won't spend time to teach it. How God speaks. Number one, God speaks through the written word. The written word. The Bible. I won't have time to go into that. Number two, how God speaks. Do you know that believers will no longer believe, that's a very good one, that God speaks through angels. And I'm going to do a teaching on that. When we are done with the ministry of the Holy Spirit, next month, we're going to be teaching on the ministry of angels. Are you excited about that? Because there are many questions on that subject as well. Somebody says, well, it's not New Testament. Really? How did the angel of the Lord, how did Mary receive an encounter to know the instructions of God for a child? Through the voice of God. It was an angel. Okay, somebody says, well, Jesus wasn't born then. Okay. How did uh, uh, Paul, when the ship was going to capsize, I shared that with you last week. He says what? An angel of the Lord stood before me, whom I served. He said, an angel of the Lord in the day of the night told me that this thing is not going to go down. But I'm going to explain to you how God uses angels. You know, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, it says, God who adds what? Diverse manners. Who has sundry times spoken in diverse manners? It means God speaks in diverse manners. Speaks in diverse manners. So angels. Number three, God speaks through visions, dreams, and supernatural encounters. Visions, dreams, and supernatural encounters. Number four. Do you believe that God speaks? Look at this. I know many of you have not thought about this before. But God told me this. God speaks through the miraculous. I've noticed that in a healing meeting, when people get healed, one person gets healed, all of a sudden there's a light bulb moment that comes for the person who is also sick there to say, if God can do it for that person, he can do it for me. That's why we share testimony. Those testimonies, God speaking. He's speaking about his possibilities. So God speaks when you see a testimony or hear a testimony that connects to your heart. He's speaking to you that that thing is going to happen to you too. Do you hear what I just said? You can ignore that thing as a voice of God and say, well, God hasn't told me. But many times, the things you see that connects to your heart, God is speaking about it for you and your possibilities as well. Number four. God speaks through his creation. Psalms 91 verse... Oh, number five, right? God speaks through his creation. The stars, the seas, everything you see speaking. Speaking about the glory of God. Number what? Number six, let me run now. Our time is fast spent. God speaks through other people. Speaks through suggestions. Number seven, God speaks through the inward witness. The Bible says the spirit itself bears witness with our spirits that we are the sons of God. Number what? Number eight, God speaks through your imagination. I'm going to do a teaching on that as well. Number one, God speaks through the prophetic. 
finally, which is, I mean, I have about 15 of that, but let me just give, okay, let me leave that. Write this quickly. What are the components that accompanies the voice of God? Number one, joy. Number two, peace. Number three, love. And number four, eagerness. The components that accompanies the voice of God. It comes with joy. It comes with peace. It comes with love. And it comes with an eagerness to do it quickly. That's a teaching on its own. Look at me, everyone, as I close. From today, I want to say something to you. When you get back home today, if you are a business owner or a career professional, listen to what I want you to do. A practical example, if you do what I just am saying, I'm going to say to you now, I tell you in the next three months, you will see your business move to another level. The Bible says, let this mind be in you as it is in Christ. When you get back home, career professional or a business owner, get into a place where you call yourself. Close the door and go into some deep thoughts about your business or about your career. Just be thinking, be, be navigating in your mind. You might start out in the flesh thinking you are just moving. Be praying in the spirit as you are doing that in Sopradita. See, practice this thing for 20, 30 minutes. Just sit down, lie down on the bed there. Shut the door, no disturbance. Just You are thinking, your mind is engaging that matter. Your mind is engaging. You are thinking, my structure, what shall I do next? What do I Let me tell you something. What is going to happen? You might not have reached 15 minutes. The angel of God will come and switch on the light bulb. The light bulb means that there will be illumination in your heart. In other words, God speaks through light. In a moment, you will just get to one place and you will just think, ah, how come I've not been doing this thing? And let me tell you, sometimes that thing can sound so carnal. Very stupid. Because how do you explain when they say that we, are, we don't have wine, then you put a water pot. Remember, the water pot was what they were using to do what you call ablution. You know those things that they used to clean their body? That was the Jewish processors there, uh, process there. Then they now say you should fill it with water. And it was, remember, it was also not even the disciples of Jesus because they could have trusted Jesus because they've seen his miracles. It was the waiters, people who knew not, nothing about his ministry before. So they said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. So they said, yeah, go and put water inside. They put water inside. They said, oh, yeah, carry the water and go and give it to the master of the feast. It doesn't make sense, but it's when you obey. Many times in the scripture, the way Jesus healed people, there are certain miracles you see instantly. There are some who say, go and show yourself to the priest. It's in the process the thing will happen. Light bulb moment. So, practice what I just said to you. Pray in the spirit for 10 minutes or 5 minutes before you start. Spirit of the Lord, breathe upon my imagination and breathe upon my mind. Begin to show me great and mighty things which I know not. Begin to think about it. You might slip off. But think about it. In 15 minutes, 20 minutes, something will alight in your spirit. You see that little thing? It could actually mean go and cut off your beard. Toby, say, ah, make it not tell me that one. Little promptings. Make an adjustment in your wardrobe. Be orderly. Stop greeting your MD like a weakling. Little things. Don't be shaking and be doing like you want to fall under the power. Be confident when you shake people. Just little adjustment. He just begins to screw some things. Screw it gradually. Start resuming work 9 a.m. Don't be the first to carry your bag. Stay a little bit. Go and make suggestions to your boss. Even though when you walk out of the room, you say, I'm very stupid with that suggestion. But go and do it. Another suggestion, it could be make yourself more visible. Little things. Once you start doing those little things, then God can trust you with bigger things. Many times we want to start with the end of the revelation without knowing that God works us with what? Steps of faith. God could not have told Abraham, give your father and your mother to the place I'll show you. And tell him as the last thing, he could not start out by saying, kill your wife. Mike, you are just meeting God for the first time. He said, kill your wife. How do I trust him? The reason why he could take, are you getting what I'm saying? His son was because he had come out of Canaan 
entered, come out of his father's house, come into Canaan, he was wealthy. The way God has blessed me, he said, ah, if I can be wealthy based on instruction, then if he says, take this, this son of yours, give me this son of yours, then I can then trust him. God starts with the little thing. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that which I have spoken to the ears of the people, let it breathe into their heart. Today, let businesses explode in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.